0: You're tuned in to MADE Conference, powered by AdTech,
1: AdTech, AdTech, AdTech. Hello, everybody. This is Lori H. Schwartz, your Tech Cat, and we are rocking out here at MADE, powered by AdTech Conference, 2016 in New York City at the Javits Center, and I am sitting down with Tom Goodwin, who is the EVP of Innovation at Zenith Media, and Tom just spoke on a panel.
0: Hello, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on the show.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to have you. (laughs) Tom and I have, I think we have met, but we also have had very similar career paths in that we were always in charge of sort of being the disruptor on staff at at large companies, and especially agencies, and we were just, Discussing, bemoaning, sharing. Sharing, sharing. I mean, basically, learnings. you summed up my entire career in like a sentence. I'm a very
0: <laughs> reductive thinker.
1: <laughs> well, what did you talk about on today's panel?
0: Uh, we had a wide ranging conversation about everything new in the industry, which is kind of where my role comes from. Um, you know, I kind of profoundly believe that advertising hasn't really changed that much. We mm-hmm. talked a lot about change we haven't really done the kind of hard work and the hard thinking that's required to change the industry um so every panel i pretty much speak on including today is about some of the changes in behavior some of the changes in technologies uh some of the changes in expectations for the developing world um and what we can do about that so everything from artificial intelligence all the way through to virtual reality through to programmatic uh, and i try to take a very sort of positive but disruptive view on things where I can talk about all the amazing things that we will be able to do in the sort of moderately far future. Uh, rather than the current uh, environment, which is so complex and messy, it's it's quite hard to uh, to do things. Is
1: it six months out that you're looking? Three years? Like, What's the time span?
0: I don't want to go all sort of William Gibson on you about the future being here, but not evenly distributed. But the reality is that there are some things which are there for the taking, but we're still not doing anything about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the world of of kind of instant messaging for me kind of fits into that category. So that's a conversation for today. And let's do some stuff. And then other aspects, you know, like in all reality, I think the changing media environment caused by self-driving cars is probably further away than we realize. I mm-hmm. think, you know, 2030 is probably going to be the time when and we And they're
1: talking about it now like it's five years away. Yeah, I think... Um, you think uh, that's cray-cray? It's... Uh,
0: Maybe it's that my viewpoint on the world has changed as my job has become so technology centric and my Twitter feed is curated around that. But I feel like increasingly we think that all these big things are just on the horizon, that everything's going to be radically different you know the, whether it's like the adoption rates of virtual reality whether it's uh, a technology like magic leap whether it's self-driving cars i actually think that most of these things are probably we're probably talking about them too much right now and then by the time they arrive we're going to be so bored and tired of it that <laughs> uh, we'll kind of forget that we ever so talked we're, about we're
1: it so we're we're too early talking about it what turns you on personally the most of all these different categories I think f- I mean do you get turned on by your job? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very uncomfortable <To> question. <laughs> I think for me what I love is the application of technology to make consumers lives better okay. and that sounds a bit like a sort of Galaxy Klein uh, creds deck but <laughs> like, we don't have time <laughs> like we we spend our entire Get out of
1: my head Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we spend our entire
0: life like with media and messages bombarded at us from every direction. Yeah. And I think so much about advertising is about extra. And it's like, have this brand story, upload your photo, click here, do this, save that, share this. And and any technology that helps make my life easier is what I get excited by. Right, and it it right. makes me sound very pragmatic and like, but I'm not doing my job very tr- well.
1: But it is true. It, it is. If it, it, it works, it's then it's you're happy. It's
0: when, um, you know, one of the low-cost airlines in England is called EasyJet. And when you have their app, uh, you know, two years ago on their app, it would tell you when the plane was boarding. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not the most exciting piece of technology, but in it the world. works. But, it's but as a person, it did its job. You're you're in a bar and you have reassurance that now is the time to go to is the gate. Is that
1: where EasyJet would find you, Tom, in a bar? <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 At occasions, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> <laughs> in the BA lounge. Um, okay. <laughs> but it, it sounds horribly boring to talk about that. Yeah. But that was that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like when I go on Google Maps right now and I need to go back to the office quite soon. When I type in the destination of the office and I get, you know, three rival share companies all telling me exactly how long it's going to be before the car arrives how long it's going to take me to get there how much is going to cost me and i can book that with a swipe you know that is really quite profound
1: yeah so you
0: know whether it's hotel tonight, whether it's uh, mobile coupons that allow me to sort of redeem things you know effortlessly it's actually the application of technology that makes things easier that i get most excited about
1: i think um you've just described sort of my experience with um, Alexa with Amazon Alexa because yeah. I have them throughout my house Okay. and I work out of a, a home office and Alexa powers <laughs> my musical experience all day through Pandora. But
0: does it work though? It, it does. All it right. totally does. Can you so come to my house and sort out oh Yes, sister, I will.
1: <laughs> so I literally all day long go Pandora, create the Ella Fitzgerald channel and then I get this great curated mix for a couple of hours of you know, sort of 1950s light jazz, whatever, you know. Um, and and it's just because I can't remember the names of artists. I can't remember songs. So I like to use <laughs> sort of an aggregator name. But but I am obsessed about that. And yeah. then in the morning, I do Alexa news briefing. Okay. And it takes me through NPR and I all that, that stuff. Yeah. So um, And we have them in almost every room. Okay. Well what,
0: I, what I like about that is the technology has become the support function. Like... Um, the beautiful thing about Alexa is it's almost a kind of metaphor for how technology should, should be in that you notice it when it's working. It sort of augments your life, but it's not sort of foreground. And I think the next stage, not that you've asked me about this, but if you did ask me what you, I think these things are going to become. Yeah, it, it's where everything starts to sort of connect with each other. Yeah, I think um, we've sort of built the the infrastructure in the Internet, but we don't have quite got the sort of protocols and the processes in place. But when I can say to Alexa, show me John Oliver tonight uh, and it works, when I can say to Alexa, um, you know, when, when, when I enter the house and automatically the lights are set up based on how I'm feeling that day, when I can order soap powder. Context, and it's, it's
1: context. 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 Yeah. It,
0: it's about smartness, about things doing the thinking for you so you don't have to deal with all this stuff. Now,
1: when you go to into your agency, are you presenting them with a framework for all of these things or is it per client, per client's business that you're presenting these ideas or how are you sort of serving up these new ideas? It, it's very
0: client dependent. Um It makes me laugh how many panels I speak on and they go, what do your clients think about this? As if somehow there's like one uniform group of clients that are all broadly similar. Yeah. You know, we we have clients that say to us, you know, scare the hell out of us. Everything new we need to do right away. Uh, But we have no money. We have clients that are ultra cautious and everything is actually working just fine for them. Again, we assume that change is constant everywhere, but actually you know, if you're selling laundry powder, like life is not that different today as it was five years ago. Uh, so there are some people that don't wanna change anything and for good reason, and, and everything between the two. There are some people that got huge amounts of money but won't do anything. Some people have moderate amounts of money and don't try anything. So I think um, how I approach this is very specific per client, both in terms of their business reality and their personal reality, and it's also very dependent on where I can add the most value mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. actually um, you know, I think airlines have a a relationship with people which genuinely gives them lots of opportunities to do things better you know car rental companies hotels retailers probably the same you know if you make soup um, things are probably not quite so uh, expansive
1: so it's, it's the other thing that I loved when I was at the lab, and it was fun before it got unfun. It <laughs> well, was always fun. Well, <laughs> when it was really fun, <laughs> I loved working with multiple business categories because I felt like having perspective from totally. different businesses yes. was helpful to the other businesses.
0: Absolutely. Because I had
1: colleagues coming in who only worked on Microsoft, yes. and they only thought about that. And uh, I think that's so limiting.
0: I think it's the best thing. I think um, the more our jobs are about variety and width, the better. And that includes um, width around the sort of demographics. It includes sort of width around categories, width around sort of different stages of sort of business transformation. But even geographically as well. Um, as you may be able to tell, I'm English. and, and I knew you were something-ish, yeah. but yeah. I, w- I haven't Austrian. seen you in synagogues, uh, so I knew it wasn't.
1: <laughs> My ish every My-ish. Every, <laughs> every week, um,
0: but it means I've got a bit of a global <laughs> thing where sometimes I go to China and I just stare at people um, <laughs> and look at what they're doing. Uh, Is
1: China th- the place to be to to sort of see I cutting think, edge stuff? Um,
0: in some ways yeah. like it sounds a Behaviors. bit it sounds a bit simplistic i mean i think
1: the, it, the WeChat stuff I, is pretty cool ideally
0: we'd sort of spend a bit of time in estonia you know a couple of weekends in bucharest then go to like tel aviv and then shenzhen and then yeah. some small hill town i do want to hang
1: out with you because you're, you're interesting <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting i have right? my
0: moments um <laughs> so yeah. i think ideally you'd sort of be on this constant tour which probably wouldn't involve going to Cannes. Yeah, um, and probably would involve going to some weird sort of medieval French hillside town and, right, and where drinking where they're doing something interesting drinking yeah. sort of pastis yeah, or stuff. yeah
1: there I'm seeing a theme with <laughs> <laughs> <true>. bars <laughs> and, uh, <But laughs> and
0: ideally you'd go everywhere and then you'd sort of see it all in perspective because again if you if you just went to Shenzhen and you'd saw people on the subways using their Huawei devices accessing ultra fast Wi-Fi and sort of endlessly moronically staring into phones you sort of missed the reality of the fact that actually A lot of the people that we're talking to are 65-year-old people who live in Cotswold villages, uh, for whom streaming TV is quite new. And actually, they've got all the money these days. So I think um, I think our our job is to take it all in and then to sort of process. Uh, and produce sort of outputs um, that include all of it.
1: Well, just one one last question for you, since we both have these similar have had similar innovation roles. Yeah. Do you feel like the agency pretending you're not there now? But is the agency <laughs> the place to to drive all this? You know, is it is it is it brand agency? Is it do, do are agencies going to evolve from outside in, or how, what, what's going to be That's the biggest?
0: A, it's a very good question. Yeah. I think um, there are different ways to do this and I don't know the best way. I think if you worked in some brand organizations and you had enough seniority, then potentially you could be the person to do this. Um, you know, if you're a moderate sized brand that is actually future focused, then it's probably the easiest place because to some extent you can create your own reality. Probably the second best place is a media agency just because you're attached to the money. You mm-hmm, know, so mm-hmm. we spend tens of billions of dollars uh, on investments in our client's future. And when you're dealing with that much money, one, people will listen to you. Um, yep, yep. Two, people will sort of work with you and around you and make it happen. Uh, And three, you're surrounded by relatively large figures that mean that an investment that's, you know, about something that's unproven uh, that you can learn from doesn't seem like a vast amount of money in that context.
1: Oh, that's a really good perspective on this. Well, we're going to wrap up here. We're broadcasting live from AdTech New York, right, made, powered by AdTech at the Javits Center 2016. And we've been talking to Tom Goodwin, who's EVP of Innovation at Zenith Media, doing all sorts of cool things, looking at everything and distilling what the right solutions are for different client base. So you're, you've really got, I mean, and I had this job too at one point, a really cool job. It's ultimately. a very
0: cool job. And
1: and you, and you really have a really broad sense of all the cool things that are happening.
0: I am very lucky. All right,
1: tell us one, before we go, what is the one cool thing we should all check out? Uh, Any one a, a cool technology? thing.
0: technology? Yeah. Uh, if we could try Magic Leap, uh, I think we would either... It's it's either going to be the most life-changing thing that changes the face of reality or the next Theranos. Right. Um, <laughs> the biggest
1: money spend for the legal no reasons
0: I'm probably thinking it's the former.
1: Yeah, yeah. I um. can I can't, I can't. I can't wait for that one too. And also I want to get my hands on a HoloLens. You probably have. I, I have. I was I very early to it. try that. Yeah, I haven't it's played amazing. It. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: It's totally amazing. Yeah. Um, but um, again, we need to be, you know, you try these things, it's incredible. You can't sleep that night because it's so mind bending. And then you sort of live in the real world and you think, well actually the thing about sort of AR or VR is they all sort of assume that somehow life is not great and um, I'm a lucky person and for me, I quite like touching things and feeling real things, so. Right,
1: you want to dance between the world. Yes. Well, we're wrapping it up here, Tom Goodwin, um, fascinating dude to talk with, Zenith, and we can find you at, at Tom Goodwin, or what can At Tom
0: F. Goodwin, I think I am. At Tom F. Goodwin, because yeah. he's
1: doing such cool stuff all over the world. Back to you, Ryan Treasure.
0: We reposition ourselves for the next 20 years of innovation-focused energy. It's time for us to shift and reimagine our role in the marketing ecosystem, ultimately to deliver new
1: experiences for the 21st century marketer. This year, AdTech presents Made.